this week. A lawsuit, class action lawsuit, has been filed against Disney for illegally tracking children. Chrome extensions are pushing adware. Ariana Grande has been hacked. Man who hacked his former employer goes to the pokey. Critical flaws found in solar panels. As is, uh, an advisory in uh, D-Link 850L, Google patches 10 critical bugs in Android. Uh, Hotspot Shield VPN is in trouble. And the U.S. military is shooting down customer drones. All that and more on this episode of Hack Naked News. This is Security Weekly. For security professionals, by security professionals. Broadcasting live from G-Unit Studios in Rhode Island, it's the show that brings you the security news each week. And despite popular belief, we do wear pants. It's Hack Naked News. Most of the organizations I work with, they have released. Yes, you read it. Actually, do the original Linux kernel security with Linux. So I hope everybody has their resistance built up. Brought to you by IT Pro TV is the resource to keep you and your IT team skills up to date. IT Pro TV's team solution provides group pricing and access to their supervisor portal. You'll gain full control over your team's training schedule, see individual and group analytics, and more. IT Pro TV does IT live every day, so you know you're getting the most current IT training. Go to itpro.tv forward slash hacknaked and use the code HN30 to try it free for seven days and receive 30% off your monthly membership for the lifetime of your active subscription. To learn more about IT Pro TV's team solution, sign up for a free demo of their supervisor portal. Do you have a website, an external presence, employees, an office? Any of these things can be compromised and attacked. How are you defending these assets? Have you penetration tested these public assets? Start 2017 by taking a proactive approach to securing your vulnerable areas. Black Hills Information Security has been helping companies find their weaknesses since 2008. Email consulting at blackhillsinfosec.com and see how they can help you sleep better at night. Welcome everyone to Hack Naked News. It's Tuesday, August 8th, 2017, and I'm your host, Paul Asadorian. Quick announcement before we dig into the security news for this week. Go to itpro.tv forward slash hacknaked and use the code HN30. Try it free for seven days and get 30% off your monthly membership for the lifetime of your active subscription. Make sure you go there and check out the team solution and sign up for a free demo of the supervisor portal. Also, Domain Tools, that's right, Domain Tools, the experts in domains and IP addresses in the associated metadata is giving a webinar on an awesome topic on how to use this information to defend your network with some of their staff. Kyle and Tim will be there, DomainTools.com forward slash Security Weekly. Make sure you go there and sign up for it because it's going to be awesome. Uh, Let's see now. We're going to talk about the security news. Shame on you, Disney. The lawsuit has been filed that alleges that Disney and the defense uh, collected personal information belonging to children without their parents' permission. There were no disclosures or mechanisms on the app that prompted the plaintiffs to give their consent. This specifically, uh, this is especially the case for the Disney Princess Palace Pets which I'm sure you're all familiar with. An app that uh, Android and Apple devices made by Disney and is the crux of the lawsuit. It's all fun and games till you start collecting data on children without permission. And in the uh, There Is Always a Way department, Google has poured hundreds of millions of dollars into fortifying the security of Chrome, making it resistant 
to the kinds of drive-by attacks that used to be common and still happen on occasion to competing browsers. However, the trend lately is to just hack the developers of Chrome extensions and put malware and advertisements inside of these Chrome extensions that display in your browser. Two Chrome extension account hijackings in five days suggest that extensions are one of the more effective ways attackers can target Chrome users. Ariana Grande has been hacked, which is, which is actually un, unfortunate. Um, they hacked into her Instagram account and posted racist slogans uh, and profanity. Now, I couldn't agree more with the statement from Naked Security. They say, I hope that Grande has enabled two-factor authentication on her account, which Instagram introduced back in March. And, Ariana, if you're reading this, because I'm sure she is, do you have, do have a look at our tips for securing your account. Two-factor authentication is critical. My question today is... How does it permeate into normal users and get them all two-factor authentication up? Doesn't seem to be happening in mass, and we need to work on that. This I file in the not cool category. Jason Needham, 45, was sentenced for breaching the computer networks and email of his former employer, Allen and Hushel. Needham, co-owner of HNA Engineering, admitted to breaking into Allen and Hushel servers over a two-year period to download copies of rendered engineering schematics and access to more than 100 PDF documents with information, including his rival's project proposals and budgetary documents, essentially stealing competitive and proprietary information for his own competitive advantage. This is not cool, and organizations need to have very, very stringent and be diligent about applying rules to employees who have left, such as changing their passwords or deleting their accounts. <coughs> okay. Solar panels have been hacked, and it threatens the power grid. Solar panel um, it demonstrates, uh, there is a demonstration that it's possible for hackers to gain control of a large number of inverters and switch them off simultaneously, causing an imbalance in the power grid that could result in power outages in different parts of Europe. According to the researcher, the attack uh, causes due to this imbalance in the power grid, since the power grid needs to maintain a constant balance between the supply, supply of power and the demand of power and exceed in supply or demand could cause outages. All the vulnerabilities, fortunately, have been disclosed to the vendor. They have issued patches and are working on rolling that out to all of the solar panels. A D-Link router was, in fact, found to have vulnerabilities. Go figure. The vulnerabilities were found by fellow, uh, following the following researchers while participating in Beyond Security's Hack to Win competition in remote command execution via the WAN and LAND by Zedenda, remote unauthenticated information disclosure via the WAN and LAND by Peter Geisler, unauthorized remote code execution as root via the LAND by Pierre Kim. This is the same story we've covered for years, that wireless routers and your home firewalls run in secure firmware. Someday we hope to have security built into these devices, but this requires the security community work harder at raising the bar for IoT device security and awareness. I do want to point people to the article. The first vulnerability especially is really interesting. There's snippets of code. Uh, It's a really good learning experience as well. Uh, uh, Google has released new... Uh, vulnerabilities and patch new vulnerabilities uh, for Android. 
The bulk of the vulnerabilities. Now, there are 10 advisories, 49 vulnerabilities in total were tied to Android's problem-plagued media framework that includes media server, audio server, camera server, and more. The update also included a slew of patches fixing elevation of privilege vulnerabilities ranked high and moderate, affecting everything from the Android kernel components and chipsets made by MediaTek, Broadcom, and Qualcomm. Make sure you update your Google phones or Android phones or your Google Pixel, which was on the list as well, which is my phone, which is updating as we speak. Um, <clears throat> Hotspot Shield VPN is accused of spying on users' web traffic. FTC really needs to put these folks out of business, in my opinion. The Hotspot Shield VPN app promises to secure all of your online activities, hide users' IP addresses and their identities, and protect them from tracking, keeping no connections, uh, connection logs while protecting its users' internet traffic using an encrypted channel. However, according to research conducted by the CDT along with Carnegie Mellon University, the Hotspot Shield app fails to live up to all of its promises, and essentially does the opposite of everything I've just described. It logs connections, monitors users' browser habits, and redirects online traffic, and sells customer data to advertisers. Yeah, not good. So if you use that VPN provider, you might want to consider switching. The U.S. military uh, has promised to shoot down customer drones that are flying around near or over U.S. military installations. I have a quote which says, We retain the right of self-defense when it comes to drones operating over military installations. This new guidance does afford us the ability to take action to stop those threats, says Navy Captain Jeff Davis. Uh, in a written statement, adding that this included tracking, disabling, and destroying drones. Um, <clears throat> they might want to consider capturing the device to see maybe if it's guys' evil intentions or tracking the people trying to do such activity rather than destroying them while that is kind of fun. I agree. All righty. Right now, we're going to take a very short break. Come back. Doug White is going to join us. Talk about hacking back. Stay tuned. Has your network been breached? Cyber Reason can help you answer this question. Cyber Reason products hunt for threats within your network and eliminate them in real time. To Cyber Reason, real time means within seconds. Founded by former military hackers who don't play by the rules, they've built this experience into their platform. Harness ingenuity and imagination, not just code, to defeat attackers. Cyber Reason. Disrupt the adversary and let the hunt begin. Gain control of cyber risk with Tenable IO, the first vulnerability management platform built for today's elastic assets like cloud, containers, and web apps. Discover a fresh, asset-based approach that prioritizes vulnerabilities while seamlessly integrating into your environment. And improve ROI with the first elastic licensing approach based on assets, not IP addresses. Tenable IO delivers the data and context you need to secure your elastic attack surface. Start your free Tenable IO trial today by visiting tenable.io. Welcome back, everyone, to Hack Naked News. Quick announcement. want to mention uh, one of our sponsors, Grim, who sponsored our uh, series of interviews we did at DEF CON. Go to grim-co.com. They have a new product called Crossbow. Check it out. It's really awesome, and uh, I think you'll be impressed on a fresh outlook on security. I am now here with Doug White the Director of Cybersecurity for Roger Williams University, and podcast host extraordinaire. 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 What's going on, Doug? You're oh. here to talk about hacking back. Yeah, because awesome. I, I got interested in this. because Or I was, not awesome, I well, guess. Depends I guess. on your perspective. Oh, it's pretty awesome. 
I, I, I was I was at a weird Navy exercise not too long ago, and and uh, one of the teams that was that was playing blue teams sort of I don't I wouldn't call it cheating. It was like a kind of standard hack approach to anything, which was we're just going to break we're going to make our own rules. And and in, when they got attacked as part of the exercise, they turned around and said, "We wrote a piece of malware that took the other side out." <laughs> I was like, "You win, okay." I was like, "That that's a pretty that's a pretty good approach." Yeah, I, in an exercise, I think it is. In the real world, there's obviously issues with that. Absolutely. And so, so I started thinking about the past and the future and the present. And um, Were you I, visited by ghosts? Yeah, there was three of them. Oh, okay. And, you know, well, I think one of them was Steve Jobs, but I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> was he the past, the present, or the future? <laughs> <laughs> I, was waiting. I stumped him with that I one. I was putting Stephen Hawking for the future. So, there you go. Uh, there you go. But uh, I started thinking about the first real, one of the first cybersecurity things I ever did was a company called me and they had, they had gotten attacked by an employee. And it wasn't a real attack even. It was a guy who wrote them a piece of software and he left. Everything's fine. And about 60 days after he left and had sort of vanished, uh, the software locked up. They came in one day, the company, all the screens say... Uh, unless Chris gets paid his money within 10 days, all systems will be wiped. Mm. And it's got this like counter ticking down. And, uh, and, and by the time I looked at it, it was one day. And they had Oops. kept, they said every day we would just go past it. And then we got down to one day and I was like, well, gee, thanks. Thanks for giving me and some time. That was probably like 87 or, or 86. It was a long time ago. And I got interested in that, and, and at this at this uh, exercise, there was a person there who of, of authority who got kind of frustrated with them and said, "You can't do that." And I started thinking, "Well, I, that's interesting." I mean, I mean, I I wouldn't recommend it, but I started thinking about how does that actually kind of fit into the world. So I started doing some research on it, and I found, of course, this, which I, I feel like an old school. Newscaster very 1986. Kind of, it is very 1986. I need a pencil. I can be David Letterman or something like that. Um, what was the was the CFAA, which is the Computer Fraud mm-hmm. and Abuse Act, and all of this kind of activity falls under the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, mm-hmm. which is Title 18 uh, of the United States Code. So it's federal. So that means that. And I started thinking about okay, well, so now when I when I did when I was a network administrator, it was very common to go after people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you punished people who did wrong. And I started thinking, it's like the Old West. And that was kind of how it, you know, evolved. It's like, you know, you, you kind of, you kind of, I can't do the dong, 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 kind of, kind of part of. And, but people kind of had these showdowns uh, in, in the networks. And that was how you kept people in line. And, and as, you know, the sysop or the administrator had to kind of be the person who was the best at it. So you, mm-hmm. you had the best tools. You had the best malware. And I had written lots of stuff that we enacted on people that, mm-hmm. that were causing problems. And we didn't do that lightly. But when we had students or people that were in those networks that were causing all kinds of problems, we went out there and squashed them. And it was kind of like, stop doing that. I mean, we're mm-hmm. going to punish you even harder. And they would, they would stop. They would stop doing it usually. So I started thinking about how does all that apply to to somebody uh, like like the 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 WannaCry guy who got arrested, mm-hmm. Hutchinson, uh, the other day. And I was thinking, can you prosecute somebody for this? And the answer is yes, you can. I got bad news for you. Well, yeah, because the the CFAA goes to 
ways, right? Like you may be under attack, but if you violate the CFAA in the other direction, even if you're, I'm a defender, right. you can still violate the law going the other direction. Absolutely. Direction. So yeah. like I put on the wiki, I put links to a whole bunch of things, including two papers. I don't have to put them on there yet, so be nice. I'll put them on there later. But uh, I had two papers on the wiki that, one's from justice.gov that's a really good paper. And, and justice.gov is a good place to go for this kind of resource because basically the paper is about how to prosecute. <laughs> Uh, this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of go through all the details of it. But basically, there's three sections of, of CFA that they can prosecute you for. One of them is transference. And this is the one that's, the, that's scary. They have to show transference, but it's really easy to show transference. And what that means is if I take, and, and literally even a ping, you could, I could ping Paul here at, at the studio, and literally that's transference. That's mm, me transferring okay. something to you. Now, they also then have to show damage. And so by adding that damage piece to it, it's a little more complicated. Yeah. because. But damage, again, if, if Paul can say that, that his bandwidth was injured by my pings, so a ping flood, so denial of service basics, uh, that's damage. So all of a sudden you've got transference and you've got, you've got damage. And the only other one is access. And so I was like, oh, okay, access is going to save me. Because access basically says that you somehow access something that you shouldn't have. Correct. Right. And this law basically access means I touched you. Ah, so, so my the, your pings touched me. My ping touched the system, and, there's, and and if you look, I put some citations for different court cases mm-hmm. where these things have been sort of hammered out since 1986 when this thing was passed, and they they really go through how all those pieces can be established. And it kind of boils down to if they want you, they're going to get you. Mm-hmm. If, if, so what that means to me is that if you choose to hack back, you got a problem. Yeah, I mean, as a corporate entity. Now, when this turns into nation states and it starts being like, well, our companies being attacked from China, we went after them. I don't know. You know, I don't know what happens. The State Department show up, or or what happens at that point. But I had another paper that was that was quite interesting. Uh, that has a lot. It's a really long paper, but but I, I found this nice chart, uh, and this chart actually describes kind of the way they perceive uh, things in hacking back. Because obviously there is what they call passive defense. Mm-hmm. So passive defense means I put up a firewall. Okay, they can't prosecute you for a firewall. Nope, they can't. Uh, I can put up any kind of audit controls, security controls. Any of this sort of stuff can be in place and I'm good to go. You, you can't have the shotgun go off when you open the door, though. That's, yeah, it really that's makes it for a drag. Yeah. yeah, The shotgun has to have a voice attached to it that says, freeze, sucker, before yeah. it goes off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how mine works. Um, on the other end of the spectrum is stuff that is just painfully obvious that you probably cannot do. Uh, like, essentially, anything that's intended to disrupt or damage. So that means if I come after you and I write a piece of malware and I literally just go bomb you out, and damage your systems, especially if the word fiduciary comes up. We all like you that, love word. that word. Yeah. yeah, I love that word because fiduciary is what the what civil litigation is all about. And if I can show fiduciary harm, so Paul can say, "Well, Doug caused me a million dollars worth of damage." It's very easy for a jury 
who's listening to the case to hear me talk about a million dollars and a million dollars and a million dollars. And that fiduciary harm is very easy to sell to a civil jury. So can they prosecute you for it? Of course. So if you're trying to hurt someone, so you mm-hmm. want to destroy things, whatever, you're done. And that's, that's in that offensive cyber mm-hmm. category and you're pretty much done. But the gray zone, the gray zone is the one that this other paper, this cyber threat and active defense paper, didn't really know what to do with under the law. And, and so I was going to mention a few of those to them. Like, they literally had things on here like honeypots. Mm. So the idea of a honeypot they put in the gray zone, that it was beyond being passive, right. that it was taking some kind of action, but they couldn't necessarily associate any exact piece of that with it. So transference mm-hmm. and all these kind of right. things. But at the same time, maybe they could. It's, it's kind of hard to say, but they call these low-risk, low-impact gray zone things. So everything from information sharing, which is about me calling you and saying, these guys are hackers, you should do something about them, which mm-hmm. can be questionable, because maybe I don't really know what I'm talking about. Um, all over as they get into this other end, which, which was called rescue missions. So one of the things they had on the other end of the high-risk, high-impact mm-hmm. zone was rescue missions. So now I hire you and Larry to go get my stuff back. Right. And, and that started to get over into the offensive cyber, which really does start to fall under mm-hmm. transference and all these kind of pieces. So if but you... But no, what happened with the WannaCry guy? I mean, the WannaCry guy that I was reading about, and what was his name? He was arrested at DEF CON? Yeah. Is that the guy you're talking well, he about? Came, yeah, he came to DEF CON. Uh, it was re- but he was arrested because he released malware before. Right. His title, WannaCry, was he's well, yeah. the kill switch. Oh, he wasn't arrested for that. No, yeah. not at all. He was yeah. arrested for a piece of malware that he developed earlier, which to me was, was like, like... a banking Trojan or something. Yeah, it was a yeah. tech financial institution. And Marcus Hutchinson's his name, but yeah, okay. he, he probably shouldn't have come to the United States. Probably um, not. So I think going to DEF CON, being high profile, was a really bad idea because I know that the fed, the feds love to look at DEF CON attendees, and now that it's so high profile, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, having a guy say, oh, yeah, I'm the guy that did this and the guy that did that mm-hmm. gets you in a lot of trouble. Yep. Uh, I think they have a case based on what I looked at. I mean, I'm not a lawyer. Yep. I'm not a I'm not He a did make bail. I saw those 30, he made bail, and if he's smart, he's probably going to skip bail and, and go <laughs> go to Venezuela. Well, not, <laughs> not you don't go to Venezuela these days. Uh, Argentina or some other fun some place other, that yeah. has does not have extradition uh, to the United States. So Libya, you know, one of these fun places. He can go join Snowden and, and in, live in the, in Ru- Russia. In the, in yeah. the Russian embassy. And, yeah. or, where does Snowden now? He's not in Russia anymore, is he? I thought he went uh, to Argentina or I, somewhere. No, I forget where he is now. But anyway. so, so the point of all this, and, and you can read these papers uh, uh, if you want to, they're, but they're actually not like academic horror papers. It's like they're actually pretty good to read. They're long, mm-hmm. but you can kind of skip through them and cut to the chase. But for your organization, I think, one, just in general, the minute you start thinking that old school thing and you hear the, the Clint Eastwood song in your head. Mm-hmm. So when you hear that song in your head and you're thinking, are you feeling lucky, punk? Go well, read the stuff first. Uh, you probably are already off in out of the gray zone and in, into yeah. the, to the red zone of offensive cyber because you're starting to take action. And so the, to me, remember those three words. Transference, which means you actually send me something, and it could be a ping. So it could just that simple. Um, damage, meaning you actually cause something to change. Um, and, and, I, and, and if you do that, I think you're, you can start to actually think, Maybe we shouldn't do this. What was the third thing? Oh, no. Transference, damage, and what was the third uh, thing? Starts with an A. We're old. Access. Yeah, access, <laughs> yes. Uh, and access, which means, I mean, to me, the access part is kind I of I call it having given. a Jack Daniel moment. Yeah. <laughs> 
the access part is kind of a given uh, because uh, basically when you start talking about access, you almost have to have it in order to do to, anything. To do damage. And, and I will tell you, there's a court case in there I was reading, and basically they're saying, like I said, even a ping is implying that you have access. So, so they can really push this out to the point that you're going to get hosed if you start hacking people back. And at that level, and then civilly, you've got big problems because you're, you're an organization. You have money and anything that's worth anything, they're going to come after you. And, and even if the criminal side of it doesn't work, right, they can right. hit you. This can be prosecuted as a, as a misdemeanor mm-hmm. or as a felony. And they said that, that it was the damage part where it starts edging up into a felony. So gotcha. as they, the more damage they show, and then you get charged you know, 5000 you go to jail. That, that's a great background because we talk about a lot of these cases here on, on Hack Naked News. So uh, it's nice to have some of the background into the actual law that we say yeah. when people were charged. So, Doug, thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. For Thanks for having news. me. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.